0: Keep calling me. He'll keep calling me until I come over. He'll make me feel guilty. This, uh, this is ridiculous, okay? I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go with, I'll go. <laughs>
1: Live, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we're live. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Are we there? Yes. Yes, we're here. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's do this over. Everybody, forget that last like twenty seconds. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know what the code word was. Sorry about that. <laughs> you may right, proceed, everyone. sir. <laughs> all, right. all right. everyone. Welcome to uh, Goddamn. At MHQ episode 194, and yes, we were back to doing the live YouTube streams. And you're probably wondering, man, uh, our la- the last episode that I saw on like iTunes or whatever was like 191. But what what's uh, what's the difference on that? So uh, Solbro, uh, tell tell these people why we're going from 191 to 194. Is there-, is there anything missing? Do we is is there anything that we're missing here? It's all right. Everybody, calm the fuck down. Okay. (laughs) No, um it's been a, it's been a little hectic in life uh, as
0: for the last couple of weeks. So uh I've sitting I'm sitting on a backlog of three episodes which are pretty much almost finished editing. Uh this weekend actually I'll be dropping one episode a day starting tomorrow with episode 191, then on Saturday 192 and then on Sunday 193. So you're going to get a shit ton of Gundam this weekend yeah. plus you're getting 194 right now live. And then 19- yes. 194 will come out uh that following Monday, the same uh, Monday following Sunday so uh be on the lookout for episodes on itunes it's like it'll be a daily show for you guys for just less uh for for, for a week <laughs> but thank you for your patience guys um chris's final three episodes will be among them so uh yeah be on the lookout for that and uh hope you guys oh yeah that's that. right
1: exactly. that's right because episode 194 is a little bit different because oh man it's like Solbro, me, me and Solbro are like uh, uh, people, uh, citizens of the Soviet Union in the early '90s. We had the the harsh boot being let up from us. The boot? We're now free.
0: Is that Solbro?
1: The, the horrible, you know, opinionated boot of Chris that just oh, kept both of wow. us down for all these years. I'm joking. We all know that. No, yes. Um, oh man. And you guys will hear that in episodes 194, 92, and 93, yes. Yep. Uh, so, no, Chris is still going to be around. He's just going to be in a reduced role, a uh, very reduced role. And uh, me it, and Soul it, Bro, it's, it's like everything, it, life is cyclical. Yes. And um, <laughs> we <laughs> this goddamn started with me and him, and I think it's going to end with me and him. <laughs> Not anytime <laughs> soon, that is, so no, no rumors. So, but, um, yeah, so uh, this is it. And um, yeah, I mean, in this episode, we're going to be doing, um, we're going to be doing a review of a show and some of our thoughts about a show. And me and Solbro said, you know, how are we going to change this up with uh, uh, the first show without Chris? And um, we're going to do a little super robot. Yeah, yeah, we're going, we're we're going through the wayback machine on this. Like we sure 1973. are. 1973. Yes, and this
0: may uh, be the been- oldest. Uh, you know what? This might be. Uh, you know, it's not the oldest thing that we've done because I, uh, we did. Uh, what's that? uh Crusher Joe, and Crusher Joe, I think dates back to seventy-five. So
1: this is seventy-three, I think.
0: This is no, this is seventy-seven. This is the year of my birth. So, uh, oh, is this seventy-seven? Yeah, sure is. Nineteen seventy-seven, oh, man. Oh yeah, it
1: is. Why, the, would I, why did I think it was seventy-three? There's something that. Oh, because I was looking at something else mm-hmm. that um, this person did. So yeah, seventy-seven. And uh, so, yeah, this is probably the second oldest uh, show that we reviewed, and we've talked about it many a times, and mm-hmm. many of you guys have probably heard about it, and uh, a lot of people say this is where a particular anime director got one of his nicknames, um, a little guy named uh, Killamal Tomino. Oh, yes, oh. we're going to be talking, and we're going to be doing our, we're going to do a little summarization and our thoughts of. Zambot 3 or what be called Invincible Man Invincible Superman Zambot 3. So um we kind of just call it Zambot 3. It was uh original run October of 77 to March of 78, 23 episodes, and uh we'll be going through that. But um Soul bro, any anything else As I still am going over to the Larry King Memorial News studio. Oh Sir King the King is still around, so um do a little neos listener submitted news mm-hmm. and um you know uh with 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 the new um you know with me and soul Bro going back to the way it was we we may change up some things so i mean i, I still want some uh, submitted articles in there but you know we, we might change up the news a little bit so oh, cool. we'll, right. we'll, we'll, we'll just see there but um got a couple articles here start us off oh the first one here is from the foul sorceress and he has mech racing league set to open, Ooh. and that's a pretty cool thing. I mean, that, that just gets my interest right there because I like racing and I like mechs. <laughs> so <laughs> man, this is this is coming from the Nerdist podcast, and it looks like there is a company that is going to start a mech racing league. And um, I guess they are showing this company is showing off their pro- prothesis pro- prothesis. Mech Racer, which of course is an exoskeleton that stands 15 feet tall, weighs about eight, thousand pounds and can run up to 20 miles an hour, climb over its way of ox obstacles and run up to an hour on its battery. Wow, they still can't get battery technology right <laughs> <laughs> it's not the future sorry, I won't go on that rant, um, but they're announcing to start the x1 mech racing league, so um, yeah I mean this is this is going to be kind of interesting. Um, you know, I think this this could work, especially as kind of a fringe thing. So um, hopefully they don't try to go too big because I think this is something you got to kind of grow, uh, kind of like BattleBots. I mean, BattleBots, God, that's been around forever, but it just seems like it starts to get bigger and bigger. Um, it kind of gets into the national consciousness and then it kind of goes away. But um, uh, so thank you, Mr. Fowl Sorceress. For your submission.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we're going to ne- we're, we're create the instruments of our destruction, we should take our time.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and and you know what? We should we should have some fun before we do it. Yeah, so, exactly, um, exactly.
0: Nice and slow, smooth. <laughs> yes. Smooth and to I oblivion.
1: The, and I see in the live chat, yeah, Mr. Brian Shea, I was wrong, 73. I pulled a Sobro. You did? I, you uh, did indeed. I, yeah, I, I completely... I don't know why I was thinking seventy three. It was there was something else that Tamino did that was in seventy-three. I can't remember. Look, man, it's I all think. it's
0: all right. All right. It's all right. XFL is yeah. back. That's all that matters. <laughs> is it really? Yo, Vince uh Vince Vince McMahon announced it today in uh oh. in uneventful news. But uh, that's another story. Yo, shout outs to
1: Rob. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he needs a tax loss again.
0: Oh, my God. So, and, and he's, he's, it's, I, I think it's going pretty guaranteed, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. But back to you, sir.
1: Well, uh, the next one here comes from uh Philly Gundam fan, and he says there is uh, some robot apocalypse news. Oh, so uh, d- definitely catching the tomes on this one. By all um, looks like there is a leaked copy of a... A nuclear posture review that d- Russia is developing a new intercontinental nuclear-armed undersea autonomous torpedo. It's a 79-foot-long k torpedo capable of delivering a 100-megaton thermal nuclear weapon has a range of 6,200 miles. It's salted with isotope Cobalt-60, which will render, render the attacked area off-limits to humans for 100 years. Wow, that oh is God. just... That's some... That's some bad stuff there. So now,
0: now I know why the uh, doomsday clock is two minutes to, uh, two minutes from uh, midnight now. <laughs>
1: yeah, because somebody thought it was good good to have an autonomous nuclear torpedo. So, hey, oh, um, Mister Philly Gundam fan, for making us not sleep at night. I know, but man, uh, when
0: I open, it's always.
1: <laughs> so thank you everybody for your submissions. Um, so bro, anything uh, before we start going to some. Um, Zambot three, is there anything on the? I guess the live chat. I've got to get used to going back to that now too.
0: Well, the live chat, uh, it, it seems to be buzzing, man. Shout out to everybody who's here watching. XFL. Live. Looks X- like everybody's next oh. about the
1: XFL. Oh, gross. <laughs> I, I hope. I hope they're not doing the. Um, what was it? You had to fight for the coin toss. Remember, like really? everybody kept. Yeah, instead of like just doing a coin toss, what they did is they did a fumble drill. So you would throw the ball it's a it's a drill you do doing in football and then you you go and two guys go for it to try to you know uh retrieve the fumble that was their thing whoever got it would you know have the option of either kicking off receiving whatever they wanted to do yeah and if i remember because i i watched the 30 for 30 about the xfl and if i remember i think the first the first time they did it the guy like dislocated the shoulder people were like getting concussions i mean it was like it was putting people like an injury on the injury report so maybe they um maybe they'll fix that up a little bit so
0: and maybe they will i know vince is uh not too caring about you know people struggling you know he's uh he's the kind of guy that's like Sh, walk it off the walk it yeah. off guy man uh he's uh he's a bit he's a bit messed up <laughs> he's, he's a bit messed up. Yazi wants to know if we saw the Pacific Rim trailer. Actually, I haven't yet to see it. Which one? I, the new one that dropped yesterday. I mean if you want, nah. you can do a little live commentary right now. <laughs> it, yeah. Uh, well, if you want to put it up, we can yeah, man, we can I, put it up. I got I mean, you, man. I got you. Hold on, hold on. Let's see if we can get this going. Yo, this is the first time we've <clears> done live commentary in <throat> Goddamn. Cool shit. It's not like we don't do this on a regular basis, though. <laughs> so I yeah, got I got you the link right there, and I'm gonna pull it up over here. Let, on the, the
1: score. I've seen the other ones, and I will say that <laughs> the music does make me laugh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what?
0: Wow. <laughs> I don't have a problem with this
1: song, but I'm just like, mm, I feel like I should be watching Fast and Furious. So, but I guess <laughs> that's maybe what we're, we're trying to achieve there.
0: And they are trying to make it hip for the kids, man. The first one was a, was a little too devoted to anime, and it didn't get a lot of viewers here in the States. So they're trying to make this more, let's just say transformers um, although I hope it to be better than that overall when it comes to, uh, quality of film. And it's got a good cast, man. Um, I'm excited at least for that and how the suits look. But I heard this this trailer is mad colorful, so if you got it up, we'll go ahead and...
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to hit play. I right, mean, You guys get to see a little behind the scenes,
0: man. For those that tune in for our live commentaries on, uh, different Gundam series that Neo and I have been doing with the one year award run back. Yeah. We always count down to one, and we let it rock. So here we go. On one, we're both on pause. Three, two... One. Oh, the my, oh, 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 got some Tupac in this shit. Oh no. Oh, yo, we in jail? Jake. Yeah, what's up with that? Yo, yo we jail
1: now? Th- no. Yo, Tom Finn, that's Finn. Yo, Finn, yeah. Yeah. Finn is
0: up there with the mustache man. He's the son of each silver man.
1: First, first order got you. First order got him, man. <laughs> Put him to work. <laughs> hey, I'm not hey, wait, what's that. wrong with your voice? I
0: know, he's speaking English. <laughs> Holy shit! Yo, he living in a mansion. What? Yo, he's balling out of control. Oh, what the this fuck? Is Yo, Transformers?
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Cadets? You better gear up. Here we go. This is what I came to see. Yeah. Hell yes. Huh.
0: Watch your ass, y'all. Your Warner Brothers wanted nothing this to do with this. Oh, you're Charlie David. They... Fucking
1: night. How'd they get into our world? Someone let them in. Someone Yeah, I thought oh, they closed that know. breach. Who is that? Did, did that open up one one a new door somehow? Oh shit. That coordinated shit, let's go. They're fighting Woo! in the snow again? Yeah, they're fighting
0: Jaeger against Jaeger, man. What is this training?
1: Yeah. This needs yeah. chance to
0: make things right. Young girl. What?
1: Is that the Gundam oh, Hammer? Oh shit. That was a Gundam Hammer, wasn't it?
0: All I see is Clint Eastwood's son. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. They're really trying to make that kid a star aren't they?
0: They, are, they? are pushing him on, like on us, us, boy.
1: It's like him and that other guy, Army Hammer. Oh. Yes. Jesus. They've been trying to shop him to us for 10 years. And supposedly he he's nominated for an award. I'm like, are you sure he did the acting? Because I've seen him in movies and he's pretty horrible. <laughs> what are you talking about? That is. I'm just waiting for. We're just gonna kill. We're gonna kill. We're gonna kill kaiju one kaiju at a time. Be a
0: long day. All that emotion. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just waiting for.
1: I'm just waiting for Dominic Toretto to just emerge in like a a Dodge super, uh, Charger. You pull, muscle, you pull up in his muscle.
0: You pull up in his muscle car and just sting him. <laughs> yeah. You're re-entering the atmosphere. Let's go.
1: Where's the Gundam,
0: no yo, Gundam oh, condom? No Gundam condom. Oh shit! He no condom, bro. That's, that's that's a deal breaker right there. Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, Trojan girl. Wow, that me. was. That was pretty cool. <laughs> I was all right. That was man. a Gundam hammer. Yo, Gundam hammer. Yo, so good shit, yo. Yasi, thanks for bringing that up, man. And uh, it looks pretty cool, man. I gotta say, it looks pretty interesting. So yeah, uh, if anything, uh, I'm 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 already in the theater day one to see it. So you're, you you already come know out? got my ticket uh, in March. So we're right around oh. the corner from it, man. It's uh right down the street. It it, in, what else comes out in March? Something else comes out in March too. Yeah, now. you're right, man. It, I think it's taken the Logan slot uh this year because Logan made a lot of money. Oh, he, Ready uh, Player One, I think opens ready, up in March. Is it? I think it may be. Yeah, let me yeah. – I'll, I'll look it up later. But, yeah, uh, if someone yeah. in the chat can let us know when we're uh, the <laughs> player <laughs> when, you what you else is coming up?
1: got for Pretty much. I <laughs> <laughs> got you, for Yo, yeah. and you know, and And you know what? I think we j- – why don't they just give us the Meg- Megas XLR live action film? Oh. That would be amazing. I, I think, uh, I, as much as I like Christopher Rim, I think I just would want that.
0: <laughs> you no, know, would make a great movie if you think about it. It would. Man. In today's day and age, and technology and the kind of movies that people are seeing, it's a great premise. And it doesn't take itself seriously. It's so tongue-in-cheek it would make a great comedy and a great action film, man. And it will have a lot of love for anime in it, too. Man, fuck. Uh, I want to see that.
1: <laughs> really want to all see right. that shit. Anyway, all right. anyway, that's the cool thing about being live. Now we yeah. can do stuff like that. We should, so we uh, can talk, talk off topic. Yes, yes, guys. <laughs> we could go on tangents, <laughs> off the rails. But uh, but we know why you're here. Yes, indeed. It's for the Zambot, let's the do Zambot it. three.
0: Let's Zambot talk. Three. Let's talk about this fucking Zambot show. <laughs> all
1: that's right, all, bro, give mm-hmm. us a little quick synopsis. A I'm gonna just take uh, this
0: I'm gonna take this plot summary from uh A and N uh just to be quick and dirty because it pretty much gets right to oh the point. man. Shout out to Anime News Network, by the way. They provide a lot of great information. Um <laughs>
1: uh, before yeah, I do Oh, uh, we're going back to this, huh? Right, indeed, indeed. <laughs> indeed might as well, might as well. Remember Ganota? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, like I, I do actually, In a lot of ways I put it out of business probably. Oh my god, that was a lifetime
0: ago. <laughs> Holy shit, yo R I <laughs> P Ganoda. Man, but, uh, real, uh, of course the title of the show is, uh, in Japanese is Muteki Chojin Zambato 3, or the Invincible Superman Zambot 3, uh, the studio that produced it, of course, is Nippon Sunrise, as Sunrise was called back then, um, uh, d- d- directed by Yoshiyuki Tomino of course, our favorite director uh, character designs by Yoshiyaku uh, Yoshizaku, uh, let me fix my face Yoshikazu Yazuhiko, or Yaz as we uh, know him all too well, one of my favorite artists uh, mech designs by Kunio Okawara and Ryoji Hirayama Hi- um, music of course by Takeo Watanabe, as you guys know he was also the composer for Mobile Suit Gundam and if you listen to the score in this show Jesus Christ, does this sound like Mobile Suit Gundam? <laughs> The series aired in 1977, actually aired on October 8th, 1977, to March 25th, 1978, and just recently celebrated its 40th anniversary. So shout-outs to uh, Zambot 3. We actually did it uh, pretty much within its uh, 40th anniversary so far. I know oh, wow. yeah. our, there are 23 episodes as well. So it's not that very long of a show. If you guys want to check this out, i uh, hunt it down. But in the meantime, the plot summary is the Gysok arrive on earth with the sole intent of total destruction of the planet, but encounter a fierce resistance from resistance from the Jin family, a group of aliens that fled to earth following the destruction of their home planet by the Gysok. The Jin family used their power of combining Mecha Zambot three and the King Beal spacecraft to combat the Gysok and the mecha boosts that utilize their plans for domination, and yes, uh this is pretty much what starts off as a what you would say a, a, a rudimentary uh super robot show, but it evolves into something far more sinister
1: <laughs> well <laughs> yeah I mean mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, this is uh your typical um monster of the week, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know for probably twenty two out of the well pretty much twenty-three out of the twenty-three episodes is the monster of the week. Yeah. Um each each I mean it gets a little different probably past episode twenty. Yeah. But um yeah, I mean you you have this this family and, and you know you find out that they are descendants of these aliens that landed on Earth from this um, from planet Beal mm-hmm. and Beal I guess was being destroyed by the guy and the ancestors of the Jin family uh which include uh as his, his granddad his grandma his father his dad or his mother uh and then uh there's keiko and her father and mother and sister mm-hmm. and then uh uchuda and his his parents and they're all descendants of the of uh these 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 travelers from beale that crash landed on the earth um a hundred years ago and of course the granddad is like any other granddad in any super robot show uh, of course he's <laughs> that he's that kind of crazy guy because they it begins where they're looking for they're doing these uh, they're doing these digs in the and I think uh, Shuga Bay or whatever yeah. and and they're looking for uh, basically the the Beale ships the Beal first and uh, finally get to Zambot and you know uh, the equipment is from, you know, it's it's of alien origin, even though the Beale people look exactly like humans. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you have the three parts that become Zambot 3, which are the Zamace, the Zam-Bull, Zambul, and the zambace And the Zambul looks just like the G-Bull yeah. from uh,
0: <laughs> Mobile Suit <Super laughs> Gundam. It sure does! Oh my goodness.
1: Uh, the Zambace is like a flying... It flies. It's kind of like a a weird like flying shuttle thing that becomes um what does it become it becomes a smaller smaller robot which transforms into what is it called the zam uh the zam
0: oh, the, oh the, sorry the, the zambo Zamb- Zamb- yeah. yeah
1: yeah this, it's the zam bird and then the zambo ace mm-hmm. and the zambo ace is just basically it seems like a smaller like less uh pumped up version of Zambot 3 and they have guns and they have all you know and of course every episode especially in the beginning there you get a little bit of like hey grandfather says hey try this try that <laughs> you know good thing we have this it's a good thing we put all that I mean some of the weapons um, you know of course the three of them do the Zambot 3 and main weapons include arm punch They had a, they had a grip they had the buster missiles which are like these spinning things off their legs, the Zambuster, which uh, almost like throwing stars. Oh yeah and of yeah, course sure again,
0: so absolutely. the crude
1: call the Zambot moon attack, which basically is looks like a half moon that comes from the uh, top of you know, the uh, the V fin of the Zambot. So
0: uh, um, y- the chat raises a great point. A lot of people probably have not watched the show, but are super familiar with it thanks to Super Robot Wars, since it's been in several of the games. Uh-huh. And uh, I remember playing uh-huh. one that was involved in there too, so it was my first exposure to the series as well. I didn't really know much else of it, but it took me this long to get to it. But yeah, man, let's let's dive in, man. Let's. Yeah, uh, that's that's
1: that's, and of course they're going against the guysock who are in this large, uh, led by this guy called. And this is a very original name, Killer the Butcher. Killer the Butcher Butcher is, he's just kind of a crazy little guy that likes to watch people die and and suffer. In the meantime, he likes to play music, dress up. Listen to Elvis. Yeah. um, (laughs) Yell at his two minions, Beretta, Mm -hmm. Geezer, and um, yeah. Gotta yeah, listen to Elvis, and you know he's dispatched by Geizok, and we see that Geizok ends up being like this, almost like this floating eye that looks almost looks like an Aniba or something. Oh yeah, when you finally see him, and um, yeah, so uh, and I guess we can. In a little bit, we'll 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 kind of get the hook. So, spoiler alert on this one. Yeah, but, um, matter of
0: fact, uh, for, was, those, for those, for if this is your first time watching or listening to one of our reviews, we definitely go in depth. So, we talk about spoilers pretty much throughout the conversation. So, if you haven't seen this show and you want to know about it, that's awesome. Uh, I'm sorry, if we spoil anything for you. But, um, if you, if you do want to, it's also a 40 year old show, so so (laughs) as the poster right here is showing, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, um, we are, we're going to definitely get into, uh, all the, all the, uh, meat of the show. So definitely be warned if that's the case, but yeah, man, how about that first, uh, I guess the first arc of the show, man, uh, I, 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 it was, it seemed weird to me because going into this, I knew. Uh, how demented the show was going to get, thanks to you watching well, it years before, ago but, and you telling but, me. Yeah, that.
1: before you before you go into that, mm-hmm. this is, and I, I know people in the chat have already talked about this. This is basically where uh, Tamino got the "kill 'em all" tech yeah. uh, nickname because at the end of this show, uh, there's a high body count, and Woo-hoo. not just a high body count when it comes to uh, the baddies, but uh, a high body count. Um, to main characters i think i believe there's about seven or eight main characters uh that are killed uh yeah. within the last two episodes mm-hmm. and then of course um about episode 16 on um we get introduced to something called the human bombs that just oh. uh so but um so, bro, go into your your thoughts of the first arc of this show.
0: Yeah, um, uh, just to give Neil all the credit, he watched this show like almost ten years ago, if I recall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you watched this a yeah. long time. I think right before we uh, started watching Gundam, around the time started doing Gundam, around
1: around the time that we did start Gundam, you would because like, I always wow, heard, I always heard about it, mm-hmm. and I was like, everybody keeps talking about how this got you know, the, the, you know, because. This is the sh- this is the show that everybody compared to the ending of Zeta Gundam because yeah. Zeta Gundam you have about ten or so main characters that bite it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and this one it's uh, <laughs> you know it's it's it, he was he was definitely finding his groove here so
0: exactly but yeah. Know just uh watching him workshop how he is going to kind of be in the future as a director and a storyteller. You got to see you got to see that unfold in this show. It is not always smooth. A lot of the episodes can be repetitive with a lot of things going on, but that was the that was the genre back in the 70s. Super robot shows, you know, they were there to sell toys, they were there to pull in the kids. But Tamino pulled the mind trick and he got he wrapped a a super robot show in the guise of a Holocaust story. <laughs> and man is is it a rough story that he tells uh you know first uh, you can see um the collateral damage that these robots cause whether it be the uh mecha boosts or what i like to call the Robocod kaijus uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh what they how they cause and they go right after human beings they don't they don't fuck around they go right after people to destroy them and to uh and to eradicate them and uh when the Zambot is fighting, when you get introduced to uh, uh was how do you pronounce it? it cap cap Ka- yeah when you get introduced to him he's although a, a a decent pilot, he also doesn't realize to notice his surroundings to uh keep an account that the 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 human lives that are around him when he's fighting, and it seems more so like a game to him than anything else, like to me. I had a hard time liking this character. I, I, I didn't like him for a majority of the show. I just thought he was just a bit immature, but that, again, was the type of character you got in these shows back in the day. I think he was super immature. I think he's probably the youngest protagonist I've seen in a Super Robot show. I, I don't know what his age is. What How old was he? Like uh, 12 years old. Okay, that's what this information here in front of me is saying. But uh, he seemed younger than that. He seemed super kiddish compared to maybe someone like uh, Uso Eving, who's uh Definitely a lot older than his years uh would a lot uh, well, his his ears belie but um he 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 is a kid though, and I do like the fact that the show represents that, and the show throws in your face well, how silly is the premise when you give a kid of this age a super robot like this he's going to do kid things he's going to be immature he 's going to uh to to still pick fights with with civilians you know even though he's trying to protect them you know he's he's going to be a, a dummy. <laughs> and he's going to learn through the school of hard knocks. And I felt bad for his co-pilots uh was Uchuta and uh Keiko, his cousins. Uh yeah. how they, they seemed to be more mature going into this. May Uchuta, he he was uh sometimes mature, sometimes an asshole. But uh Keiko was probably the mo- most mature about the, th- uh, the uh of the three of them. And um they they didn't really have a lot of presence in the show say for the one or two episodes they had focus on. But uh, mostly the show follows uh, Capay and his antics. And um, I do like the lessons that he learns throughout the show. I like the fact that uh, his rivalry with uh, Shingo actually develops in the series. And they become kind of uh, tighter friends as a result. Even though they kind of really don't like each other. And uh, do a lot of crazy stunts in the beginning of the series. Um, But the series starts off, kind of throws you into the middle of their lives. And I like that when a show does that. Because you kind of get a taste of the world and what it's like. Um, and then uh, when they unearth the, uh, or when they, the the Zambot emerges from the ocean in the uh, the King Beal, and they had to pilot it for the first time. Um, I wasn't really crazy about how they explain how he knows how to pilot it, which I guess is through subconscious teaching. Yeah,
1: sleep learning. Yeah, but. So I mean, basically, yeah, they, they use this technology of, and, and this is the thing about. You know, it's a super robot show. So granddad has got like everything up his sleeve. And it's like you find out that uh Cape was uh taught how to pilot everything and even he's kind of like uh, you know, amazed himself when he first gets into the, the Zambird and he's like, Man, what the heck is going on? Mm-hmm. Uh why do I know all this stuff? And it's because of <laughs> of um <laughs> I biscuit griffin. Uh <laughs> Uh, that's the downside of the live show is you get to see stuff in the live chat. Um, But the, the excuse of that is using uh, the Beal people technology of sleep learning. So, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it's, um, it's kind of interesting because um, yeah, Capay is a really immature kid. And you know, one of the things that you see throughout it is he doesn't, you know, like you said, it's, you show a kid, a 12 year old kid to give a, You know uh, a weapon like this, and he doesn't realize the damage Mm -hmm. um, what he's doing to the people and everything like that. Because um, we get to a point because these mecha boosts are coming in; they're doing destruction, and then you know, of course, Zambot is basically destroying stuff, trying to destroy the um, you know the uh, the the mecha boost, and the poor people of the community are the ones that are um, feeling the brunt of this. Oh yeah, and they're and they're actually. Um, you know, they're actually giving some pushback because yeah. they're like, "Hey, if the guys want the Jin family, why don't we just get the Jin family?"
0: <laughs> you know, the the episode where they fought in the city, the episode three, when they when I think yeah. Zambot three f- finally emerged for the first time. It t- uh, the show took a while to get to Zambot three, which I appreciated because. Uh, you know, it is nice when you kinda get warmed up too and you get to see the different parts work together. But um when you got to see Zambot 3 unfold and it uses its uh its weapon, its trident, stabs it right in top of this uh this 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 creature that uh or this uh mecha boost that digs underground and it's spun and like ruined the entire city. Buildings getting fucking destroyed, people getting crushed and it's like, man, are you paying attention with what the fuck is going on <laughs> at all? And I, I love how the show addresses it later, and I love the fact that he takes responsibility for his actions, and it's someone who's literally learning uh, as the series is going along, not somebody who thinks he knows it all. Even though he he comes off as a know it all at first, and he he acts like nobody can tell him shit, oh, uh, and then and then well, of course,
1: he I mean, he never yeah. loses that. Yeah, I mean, he he has that all the way to the end of the show. So yeah. if you're wanting a point where he grows a little bit, yeah, but yeah, he's still kind of that cocky kid all the way up to the end, so um, but yeah that, <laughs> that first that first like third of the story, because really I think this, the, the the show is probably the best way of dividing up to the thirds. that first third is basically you know they're getting together, they're uh, understanding how to do zambot, you're seeing all the different. Um, all the different uh, moves and and attacks that the zambot has unfortunately one of the downsides of it is really the only thing that kills every mecha boost is the moon attack yeah and it really yeah. just gets to a point of like and they do a little bit where it's like you got to do certain things to get to that point where they're weak enough to use the the moon attack mm-hmm. but in the end it's really just the moon attack. <laughs> there there are a few there were why, did, why, did, why didn't you start up yeah. why didn't you start with that to attack. begin with yeah, a lot of them? Because they
0: just have to draw up these fights. But there are a few fights that end fast. Um especially yeah. when they start throwing mecha boosts at them like toilet paper. Oh yeah. <laughs> there's one yeah, there's one particular that first... fight that uh, that is very significant and it's when a, when a major character gets killed and uh Cape has had enough and the shit that he does, the technique he does, I think is amazing he he r- r- you, If you recall um he asks um Uchuta to shoot a missile at him, and then right. he catches the fucking missile and he dunks it right on that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> And destroys that shit with the missile and he's in the form of the Zambo Ace at the time. So it's not like he even had to use the moon attack. It's just he was pissed and focused and I, that is a that was a moment in the series I really appreciated from from what he did right there and um the fact that they did start to vary uh, uh add variety on how they were taking out these uh mecha boosts at the time.
1: But yeah, the first third is basically a super robot show. They're fi- yeah. they're getting their groove. They're finding out everything. Uh, granddad tells him from the, uh, the Beal first or the King Beal when, when it, once it gets into, it goes to the other, the other two pieces of the Beale second and Beale third, and they form King Beal, which is just this huge, like kind of white base type of ship. And, um, you know, it's like, what do we do? And granddad's like, try this. And he's Damn. like, oh yeah. <laughs> so that first third is, is, is pretty much that. Then the second, third, which I'd say pretty much is around like episodes like nine to about, um, nine to about 17 or so, mm-hmm. 17, 18, uh, still looks, still doing the same type of thing, but we're starting to get a little bit of a darker, uh, theme. We're starting yeah. to see a lot more with the local people hating the Jin family, the local people, um, bearing the brunt of all of these attacks, um, how sadistic killer is killer, the butcher with just a guy that's just a buffoon, but just likes to watch people die. Oh yeah. And then of course the, the coup de gras, which is episode 16 when we're introduced to the human bombs. (laughs) So, so, so bro, I, I think, I think you've heard about this. Everybody, anybody that's familiar with the show understands the human bombs. Um, uh, to talk a little bit about what you thought, and you know how how what was it as bad as you thought it would be, or was it worse? Man, when um, you finally saw it, you and and this is
0: one of the things that Neo did tell me about way back when when he watched the show. It's like, bro, there 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 are kids being or people being turned into human bombs in this show mm-hmm. and it's like this kids is, too that can't be and that's a touchy subject because if you look at the headlines nowadays that ain't too far from what we're what we're dealing with yeah but um, this is 1977 you know, like, this is 1977 which is like it's a it's, it's a it's definitely a, a forerunner of its day but it incites that kind of terror in you when you watch the show because that is a very very sinister plan and the fact that this guy this villain killer the butcher is is giddy when, he, when they come up with the idea to do this. And, and the way they roll out the introduction of these human bombs is you see a crowded train station. People just go in there to try to live their everyday lives. And then next thing you know, these several people just blowing up in the midst of a crowd of people. And it's like, mm-hmm. I cannot believe, I, I can't believe what I'm watching right now. I cannot fucking believe what I am seeing. And then well, you see all these other scenarios where all these other people are yep. in different places and these these uh, refugee Camps and and all these other locations, people just are exploding at random, and that that shook me, man. I was I, I had to pause it for a moment because that to me was dark as hell, and and then to know that they're probably doing this to children too, and we'll get to that in a minute. But <laughs> well, well
1: the, uh, you got You got to give it to Tamino the way that he sets us up. Now yeah. remember, this is 1977, so terrorism like that, you know, when we think of like using people as bombs and stuff like that, that's oh, yeah. a lot of what goes on in, 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 the news today, but I'm sure that was still kind of a new thing there. But yeah. the way they set this up is it's just mysterious bombings all the, all across Japan and stuff. And the next thing you know, um, you kind of find out what they're doing mm-hmm. and, and it's crazy because they're basically capturing these people taking them off and and putting the human bombs in them and then uh, just releasing them out to the public unknowingly. Now, eventually, the Jin family finds out what they're doing, and, of course, the people kind of find that out too. But even then, we we get these things where there's a group of them that the Jin family actually um, they save from the Bondock and it's just a whole bunch of people that have the human bombs because they get a little, it's a little scar on their back Mm -hmm. and they actually, (laughs) they actually get out and they're walking and it's a whole different thing. It's men, women, children, Mm -hmm. and they're just walking and they're trying to walk away from where anybody's at because they know walking
0: dead. (laughs) They they know
1: that anytime they're going to die. Yeah. And one of, um, uh, what is it? Kozuki's Kozuki's like this kid, local kid that um uh Cape has kind of like a rivalry with and um you know uh kazuki's his family got displaced and one of his buddies gets the star on his back and it's pretty sad because this kid's just walking and next thing you know he's like i don't want to die yeah and he was uh, trying to be strong yeah and then he starts trying to go back to where um, you know the cities are, and the people grab them and they're like no you can 't do this and yeah. next thing you know all these people just blow up.
0: the the thing that's, <laughs> and, and you can, because they all have bombs, that shit was a huge explosion, so you know it was like a chain reaction explosion of of, of high yeah. magnitude, and you see it off in the distance, and you see gin the uh, so Cape uh, get rocked to the core by that shit because it was someone that he yeah. knew directly that died as a result mm-hmm. of this the thing that got me about that scene is what you just mentioned how at first he was super he was real strong man he was being real stoic and it's like look i can't be around you guys i gotta go and face this myself and i'll be all right he was trying to be real strong but once they got far enough the realization hit him that he was gonna die alone even though he was with all these people It was no one that he knew and he was going yeah. to die alone, even though he's going to get to see his parents again because they were already dead. Um, he realized that he was at the end of his life, and he didn't want to die. And that is a real that is a real fucking moment in this show that I really appreciated. As
1: real talk, man, uh, real, real talk.
0: talk. It was a real moment because you don't <laughs> normally get to see shit like that. You see that in movies sometimes, especially with soldiers, um, you know, crying for the, uh, 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 you know, like that scene in *Saving Private Ryan* where the where that one dude gets the knife pushed into his heart. And he's crying out for his mother. That is that is some real shit right there. And this is the same thing where you get to see someone who's at the end of their mortality have to have to face it. And he wasn't prepared. And then
1: of course the explosion happens, and it is it is a it is a it is. A but sad as, as sad as that gets, mm-hmm. you got to one up it because there's these two girls, Michi and Aki, mm-hmm. that are kind of the neighborhood girls that are friends with Kape and for a while there they're actually kind of they they end up riding with him in the Zambird because the Zambird, the the two the, the parts that become the zam zambo ace feet they mm-hmm. they're kind of cockpits and of course um Kapay's dog rides in one and then the girls ride in there for a while and they're kind of as cheerleaders well one of those girls gets caught Ooh. and she <laughs> ends up dying too <laughs> wow and 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 uh they you know uh kazuki tells um capay uh, after that and it just really shakes him because you know that's when i think he kind of figured he had a little thing for her. but um yeah it's it, it's the the carnage in this in this second third of what is put on to that's the thing that's striking to me is what um what it does to the citizens and you can see that tamino you know, is a product of Growing up as a child in World War II, yes, and he and how war, <laughs> yeah, and you and you see it in a lot of his other stuff, and especially his later stuff, mm-hmm. but it's very kind of visceral in this one. Where, um, I mean, I even I'd, I'd say in some ways the the carnage done on the population here is worse than what you seeing any of the mobile suit gundams. Yeah, I mean, um, even in it's mo- pretty bad.
0: Even in the original mobile suit Gundam a lot of the death was off-screen. In this show yeah. it is not. It is on-screen to be seen. It's not gory, but it is you can see that people are getting murked left and right, people getting turned to glass, yeah. getting frozen to death in ice. Not 80s, getting, it's not
1: 80s ultra violence, yeah, but getting gassed it's, to
0: death. It's it's it's, it's brutal ways. People getting crushed by by debris falling from buildings and cities. Uh-huh. You know, it's 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 definitely for a kids show. So that's some rugged shit even for kids in japan i know they're used to ultra violence but this wasn't the ultra violent age that was the 80s this came right before it but they didn't spare the rod in this show <laughs> they didn't spare it at all they uh tomino said i'm gonna make a super robot show but i'm gonna make it a, a horror story i'm gonna make this uh really uh, uh something that people will remember and i think a lot of people do because i see influences of this show and other shows i've seen throughout the years die guard I think is highly influenced by this shit. Um, there's one episode in particular in um in in, in, in um Zambot three that I think Dieguard completely paid homage to. Remember the episode of Dieguard where these uh fucking uh soldiers from the uh JSDF show up and decide to take control of the Dieguard um mm-hmm. to pilot it and it was like a two part thing and then they had their own robot and uh they ended up using it and they ended up getting embarrassed because they uh they really sucked at um at piloting in general, and then the die guard cats had to come in and uh, show them how it's done. Well, um, same story here. Uh, there's an episode of this show where um the defense force of Japan says we're gonna be commandeering the King Beal, which is the big ship that uh that, that they that they use as a home base on the show. We're gonna take over that and we're gonna also put in our pilots who have done nothing but simulations. Yeah. <laughs> the pilot, the Zambot 3, and man were they chumps. <laughs> I love the fact that they were grown ass men, though. I, I kind of miss that.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But but the fact that they were nothing compared to these kids who were kind of and they, they, this is really where they hit home the fact on how these kids were trained, how they pretty much were raised on the uh, the sleep teaching, the the subconscious you know learning and all that stuff, and how they're basically at the right age to have fast reflexes and be able to pilot the suits um, and learn very quickly in battles. So um, yeah, it, they, and they do, and, the,
1: and you also get a point where the politicians, and, and of course, Killer the Butcher is so crazy that Mm -hmm. like the politicians are like, we can talk to him. And he's like, yeah, come up. We'll have dinner and stuff and blah, blah, blah. And he tricks them and you just see where he does this thing where they get balloons around their arms and they're floating up in the air and then they just, I think he shoots them down and they're just, uh, you know, a lot of these people are dying. And then eventually you do get to see one of the politicians survives and you know, he he comes to the realization, he's like, yeah, we can't really, you, Jin family, you need to do what you're, uh, you know, what you, you need to do what you're yeah, doing they thought there, they could so. negotiate
0: with terrorists. And it's like, you guys are assholes. is <laughs> hey, no way that's going to happen. It's like, have you not seen what these people are doing? But they're sitting here lambasting the Jin family, thinking that they're the antagonists in this situation, and that there's, they could reason with these aliens. And then they, they quickly learn that's not the case when they're being put on balloons for sport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was the minister of foreign affairs, and I guess uh, he had a connection to Grandma. I guess they knew each other back in. The yeah, day. it was her. It
1: was her. It was her first love or yeah. something. So, and, she, and I guess she still kind of had a. She still had kind of a thing for him, yeah. but um, yeah. So that's kind of the second third. Mm-hmm. So then we kind of go into the last third, and this is when it really gets pushed into overdrive. We're really just seeing um desperation just come out and desperation on both sides and i think that that's what makes this very unique in a lot of ways is usually when the protagonist and his friends get a little bit of um uh you know they get an edge on the antagonist things start to get kind of easier for them Mm -hmm. not the case in this and and it actually starts to get really bad and then we we get to see with uh, Killer the Butcher, you know, uh, Gysok starts making him, uh, you know, you got to do more instead of just being an idiot and, you know, sun tanning and, and all these other <laughs> things. You got to you actually got to start doing things because we find out that he was just like some poor, like barbarian on some planet that was like struggling to survive. And Gysok, um you know, basically saved him and turned and... him into a cyborg, apparently. Yeah, pretty much did that. So, the whole second third is trying to get into the bomb dock, which is just kind of weird-looking ship that almost looks like a like a Buddha statue in a lot of ways. And it's you know Killer Butcher's home base and everything. And we see that they, you know, um, Zambot is able to do this, but not a, not without great cost because mm-hmm. one of the first things that we see is. Uh, Granddad and Grandma doing the old slagger, you know. We found an opening. We're going to crash one of the, I think Beale the third. They took, they separated it from the King Beale and did the old slagger into the, um, into the engines to damage it. Hell yeah! So that's our, that's our first shocking thing. That
0: was a rough ride.
1: <laughs> and then we get the, okay, all the non-essential people like the moms and the kids and stuff that aren't part of the Zambot team. Yeah. Just the dads and then uh, women women and children all off the
0: ship. Yeah.
1: Icharo. Mm -hmm. uh, They're going to stay, but everybody else are going to put them in these capsules because, and kind of trick them because they actually trick them because they don't, there's like, yeah, they would have just complained. And during the whole thing of launching the capsules for re entry, there comes a point where one of the mecha boosts did. And of course, Capay's dad Gen has to Woo. the last the last tube is his wife, so oh, he's yeah. got to save her. And man, that guy—he did the senpai, he, he, he did sure senpai did. charge three times. <laughs> Third time was the charm. Yes. I thought after you see the first time, I know you thought he was dead after that first I'm, one. I'm sitting there the whole time. It's like, where
0: the fuck is your normal suit? <laughs> <laughs> like, where is oh, yeah. well, it? Like, oh, yeah. It's a super robot show. It's a super robot show. Well, the kids show. had the it's sense to wear them, but they had no choice because they knew that section yeah. became exposed as soon as you open up the, uh, the, the thing yeah. that would just detach the ship. But uh, I'm sitting here, it's like, well, those kids have normal suits. He should be able to get one, right? And now nah, I'm just going to wear my fucking duds and just <laughs> <laughs> I ran this shit into these other ships. I'm just like, man, I, I, I appreciate the way you're going out. I really do. Because at that point, you know, he was dead man walking. But um, as you see him doing his thing, uh, the fact that he ended up like, didn't he end up taking out both Red Knight Death yeah. Kane and uh, Blue Knight Heldine? Uh, both, he, 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 I know he helped out significantly. He yeah.
1: Out. Mm. Yeah, because you, you basically, you know, the Bound gets so uh beat up after after the granddad, grandpa, grandma um, you know, crash in, and then um you find out that there's two mecha boosts that are inside the dock, which are yeah, Red Cane and Death Kane, and um yeah, he takes them out. And uh, of course then he finally dies. Woo! And then we get to the point of the uh during uh the battle with the we find that Geysok is inside what's left of the um uh the Bondok. Yeah. because uh, the Bondok has a separated head and then Killer of the butchers in that, and then of course he gets killed. He actually kind of blows up. He gets so damaged he's blowed up. That's when you find out he's a cyborg. Oh yeah. And then the fight with um in the bottom portion, you got got the Geysok in there, and of course the Zambot is uh the Zambot three gets pretty damaged. And uh, Achuda and Keiko, they can't separate. So, and Achuta was like, I'm going to, you know, do the old slugger. And uh, (laughs) Keiko can't separate. So, guess what? She's going with them.
0: They did the slugger before slugger did it.
1: (laughs) And that's even shocking because how many times do you see the the, the pilots of the pieces of the mecha that combine with everything die like that? And they, they both bite it. Yeah. Um and then poor Capay is fighting this fighting the Geysok with uh, just in the Zambo, and then his like I said, in the feet is where the cockpits were and his dog was in one of the feet Ooh, and yeah. he gets killed.
0: Poor dog, <laughs> yeah, dude. It's like they, qu- they didn't spare they didn't spare the dog. That's how you know, man. Tomino usually yeah. is, is is kind to animals, but not yeah, not no, here. Not in this. And probably not nope. in the day on either. But- <laughs> But man, the oh, dog oh, got awful. cooked. I was mind fucked. <laughs> like, damn it, Tomino, really? And I thought because of that that um that that my man Capay was gonna croak too. Like and he he confronts oh, of yeah. course, Gysog, and Geysog turns out to be brainiac, apparently you know create, pretty much created by uh an ancient race and oh uh, if we didn't make it clear earlier yeah we we do know that um the race of uh the the people the people who are the main characters of this series at least the family anyway the jen family are descendants of the Beale race from the planet Beale. um and uh that it, they they i guess they were able to escape planet Beale in a Battlestar galactica type fashion to get to earth so um yeah, it was uh, it was uh, pretty interesting to know what the backstory is to this. But to uh, have them face their pursuer and find out that um, they were able to best him. I love the philosophical question that gets asked to uh, yeah. to Jin, and it basically they ask him, "Did they ask you to save the planet?" And it's like, why would they want to? Why would they have to ask me? This is my home. I have to defend it. I don't want to see my friends and family get killed. You know, the redundant questions, and I don't know why this 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 artificial life form would think not not realize that people were going to fight for their lives but it made the, the uh, was a uh, guyzock tried to make it sound like they were doing him a favor by killing off mankind because there's a few rotten apples in the bunch every place has evil people but this
1: alien race supposedly... Well he he was uh, yeah he was well I mean Guyzock was a damaged computer yeah basically and and he came into that whole thing of like you know, humans, they, they do these evil things to each other. So the few that are evil means all of them are evil and they need to be all exterior. But yeah, you're right. I think this is where the show goes from what it is at the first half, first third to the to the last third. This is where it gets because it's a very interesting question. And, and it's almost kind, in a lot of ways. It We've seen some things in Gundam, but that's more like for, you know, why are we fighting and things like that? it's kind of the same way, but this one's a little bit more direct because he acts, you know, Guy says, why are you fighting for these people? Because they're terrible. And yeah. did they ask you to do this? And are they even going to thank you. thank you? Yeah. And that's basically how the show ends is at the end. He's able to fight off Guy survive And uh, it's thrown out of the, you know, the the Zambo Ace. There's not much left of him. He gets out, and then he passes out. And Michi's holding him. And then all of a sudden, all the people of the town come around and just say thank you. So uh, it's kind of how it ends. So um, that's kind of it with. Some of our some of our stuff any well, other any other things that you have in there yeah i got a few uh, i
0: got a few uh i got a few uh dibs and dabs man um i gotta say the animation of the time was was pretty rough, but it got better as the series went along, um especially in the last three episodes, oh thought, yeah, and they stepped it up uh animation wise i mean it's not as good as some of the stuff you see in later years, but I'd say that uh they definitely put their best uh work into those final episodes. Um, as I mentioned before, there were tone issues. Um, you know, it would be silly at times. I hated, I absolutely hated fucking Killer the Butcher. I thought he was just way too silly. I was hoping that he would get killed halfway through the show and then someone else would replace him. Um, only because he was kind of like the, 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 the first boss and then you get the real mastermind showing up later, but they saved the mastermind for the last two episodes. I mean, guys like would show up every once in a while, but not really, um, be uh really? Two, two you, hated, player. you hated? You hated? I butcher. Could not stand him or his subordinates. I what what, what did he did I say? I a butcher. If I heard that shit one more time, I'd lose my fucking mind. <laughs> I hated that character so much. I wanted him. I was just wanted someone to shoot him dead in his dome for
1: real. I thought it was. I actually oh. thought it was pretty good in the fact that you he didn't really have an agenda. His no. agenda was just he just liked he watching was... people die, was a, and was a, I was, thought in some ways yeah. that was kind of um that was kind of harder to fight because here's a guy that has you know he has no agenda so you're just sitting there basically you can't really reason with him yeah, you like- know it's not the the Char armor why are you doing this all the you know why can't we why can't all of us get along because we're all evolving here it's just like this is just this freaking crazy guy that's being told <laughs> by some Disembodied freaking eyeball yeah. that looks like an Aniba to just destroy everybody and especially the Jin family. Yeah. So he was a very yeah, jungle, he was, uh, sociopath. He was and, goofy. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll give you that. And, Which and, is typical and, I mean, of the villains
0: it, it, of that time. So I, I, I will. Yeah, I, I will stand down on that front. But yeah, I wanted him to just get off so quickly. I, I just, I wanted somebody with some, some pathos to show up also and, and, you know, be a more challenging villain, I would say. But, uh, he, he, he was the villain that we had to deal with most of the time and I, I got accustomed to it. So, uh, not one of my favorite parts of the show, but also the main character wasn't one of my favorite parts until towards the end. So, uh, if anything. But, um, also, um, I've got to say that, uh, what is it? Um, uh I, although i think cape is a pretty bad lead until the end of the show one of my favorite characters in the show was the man that would fuck with him the entire time shingo kozuki i love that yeah. guy and um even though he showed up and he was the dick and he fucking spread typical rumors about thug. him
1: he was tip to t- the typical like hooligan thug kid ex- too
0: exactly but i loved him because he represented the jean the jean suit army which is of course amuro ray fuck uh this guy oh yeah and then the dude in the day on, it's like, is this a uniform? <laughs> you got to have an afro and, rep- and wear a jean jacket and jean pants? Let's go. <laughs> Although he wasn't the lead, um, he was very compelling. And in the episodes that he was in, there were good episodes, a lot of them. And the he time. grows
1: too. Yes. And he, he actually, because at first, you know, he's the biggest cheerleader of like, get the Jim family the hell out of here and yeah. all this other things. And then he finally understands. And he actually even says that at the end of the, sh- you know, t- at the end of the show, of like, you know, I I like this guy Cape. He's he's my man, you know. Yes, so, sir. um, that's that's definitely that that's definitely some good stuff there. Yeah, so. they,
0: they did a lot of good with his character, and I even like the fact that his sister actually ended up still being alive. I I I meant to run it back and look to see if that was his parents with his sister. I just remember she saw the 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 uh, pods coming through the atmosphere and she called it a shooting star not realizing that was her her brother among them but it's like oh that's cool she's actually still alive um and i think she was with her parents so he he'll get a happy ending which is really cool um the the court of public opinion plays a big role in this show and i really really enjoyed that aspect of the show how the main characters in, mo- in most shows people love the super robot they're back in their play they're a hero of the people not in this show man for the majority of the series it's like fuck you Zambot 3 <laughs>
1: yeah. and, and fuck you Jim well Bennett. i mean and, and but they but they have, um, they have a they have a right to be that way because you're sitting there and their lives are getting destroyed and you know and when, especially when it's found out that the Jin family, that the Geizok are really going after the Jin family, because you know they they basically you know starts the Geizok yeah. starts saying that exactly, and yeah. you know it's like, it's the typical thing of like, well, if they're after you, why don't you guys just leave? Then <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly, man. Um they, they they tried to simplify
0: a complicated situ- situation and I, I appreciated that being part of the conflict in the storyline. Uh they they did a really good job of implementing that in the show. And I, I thought that was probably one of the big things that makes the show stand out is that the, yeah. the, the 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 heroes are on the back foot the entire time, not only because of the enemy but also the the, the way they're viewed in the public as well but that of course gets they get redeemed and uh they get seen as heroes as the show goes along so that's really cool that they have to work their way up the ladder in that front uh we didn't really dive into it but we might as well now so these are super spoilers for those who uh don't want to hear about this but we got to talk about Aki for a minute (laughs) (laughs) we got to what about um Aki was a character in the show for those who watched it or may have not seen it for a long time uh Aki was this young girl part of a duo that um that that goes K- Kope would uh would roll with and he called them the ugly the ugly girls or the ugly twins or whatever. They didn't really look the like at all and they weren't sisters, but uh it was her and her friend and I I Michi was the other girl. And uh she's a little on the thick side, had the Jones for uh Kopei, yeah, was, but Aki was was pretty much his
1: Shingo's, sister. sister. Yes yeah, yeah.
0: oh that was Shingo no that wasn't Shingo's Amichi, Michi was a Shingo's sister. Meet uh his his sister was a little younger but uh she was she was always hung out with aki but aki was the one that i think she, um Kapay really had a, a admiration for right. and um well. when she when she finally got when she got captured for uh the last time and got the bomb put in her uh for those that don't know um they they built up the suspense really well in that episode you knew what was going to happen you knew they weren't pulling any punches and that's something i also respect about this show they didn't come up with some miracle solution for the bombs if you got a bomb implanted on you you were done that was i it. don't think
1: they got any solution for no, the bombs. not at all
0: they didn't most shows any other director any other writer would have said okay we got to come up with a solution for this so that way we can save people's lives oh no if you got them shits implanted on you you were pretty much dead man walking and same thing with Aki, you knew this going in when Aki got rescued, after she had that shit implanted into her, that it was just a matter of time before she blew up, and when
1: And Capace you... sees it, because mm-hmm. they they save her, they take her back to the King Beal and he she goes into his room to to like change or whatever, and oh, of yeah. course he's being a little perv, yes. and he wants to go <laughs> take a peek, and then he sees that she has the star in the back and then that's when he, and she basically blows, I mean, she's she blows out his room. He
0: he doesn't even get to see her. He's walking back, and then the sh- yeah. the explosion goes off. When he's a, a safe distance away, the shutters come down, and he's freaking out because he wants to get to her immediately, thinking that she's still alive. Uh, and then it's it's only when he gets to the surface of the ship that when he sees a piece of his pajamas, um, a, a blown up piece of it, like fly towards him. Right. He knows there's nothing left of her, and that I mean they 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 don't spare you any feelings in that scene. And and, that and, is...
1: and the and the toughest thing mm-hmm. is actually the next episode Ooh. where the rooms in the King Beal are modular. Mm-hmm. So they take the crane, they pull out their the King Beal's floating in, in the bay, mm-hmm. they pull out his the blown out room and just dump it overboard. <laughs> yeah, they give her a,
0: a funeral at sea basically uh, unofficially.
1: It's the Miss Matilda scene because yeah. everybody's on the deck of the King Beal looking at this and and that's like Silbro said, there's so many things when you look at this that end up in um especially Mobile Suit Gundam. There's Ooh. so much there.
0: Yeah. I think so. I think Mobile Suit Gundam was a lot kinder in a lot of the no, things that happened I'm, in there. But this was Oh, like, I'm just saying wow.
1: some of the things that they did. But Oh yeah, oh, yeah they were kinder on the tr- on the atrocities. Yeah.
0: If I didn't already suspect it was gonna happen, it would have been a gut punch and a half, dude. I would have I'd have been Florida. Yeah, I was. I was watching it at work actually. And when it happens, he
1: does the typical Tamino. Yeah. It's like <laughs> kind of the happy music. Like, yeah. oh, they're back together. They're oh, they're. Well, you can live on the they, ship, man. It's like what happened to her they're, mom. We're, they're they're Capes kind of realizing his feelings for her and everything, and then it's like mm-hmm. he walks away, and then kaboom, kaboom. Oh my. God,
0: it it is it is quite the thing to behold, and it does definitely it it sets his character arc for the rest of the series for the most part, and that's the fight I was referring to, the fight he fought that one um that that one uh, mecha boost that just came out of nowhere, the one that was like a spinning top, how they weren't Mm -hmm. getting anywhere as Zambot, so they separated, and he tells them like look. Give me a missile, and he just dunks on that thing and kills it in no time. I thought that was fantastic. I thought it was a great way to to close out the episode, and then uh, of course the burial at sea. But yeah, man, that's a that's a tough one to watch, man. And uh, if you guys haven't watched the show, I'm telling you, uh, there's a lot of standout moments in this. I think a lot of animation directors in general probably got a lot of cues from the show on how to build up tension and uh and and uh and dramatic uh moments as well because uh I think Tamino really excelled in that episode i think as 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 brutal as it is. <laughs> R.I.P. Right. Okay, man, but uh, my I guess my last thing uh, is the music in the show. I thought was really good. Uh, if you like the music in Mobile Suit Gundam, you're in for a treat here because it almost seems like an extension of that score. Um, the theme song is one of my favorite mecha theme songs of all time. I let that shit rock every time. I love that song, and when they played in the middle of uh, episodes when Zambot was coming together, I just get hyped for no reason. That shit is my. Uh, I, yeah. I fucking love it. But uh, other than that, man, I uh, just wanted to throw out there that um, <clears throat> this series was preceded by uh, Brave Riding, uh which is uh, a series that Tomino directed uh, in 1975, the first 26 episodes. He didn't do the second half. And then followed by the Invincible, Invincible Steel Man, dietarn 3, in 1978. And that uh, Tomino directed all 40 of those episodes. So uh, maybe one of these days we'll dive into one of those shows. I uh, don't know when, but we'll keep you guys posted. But uh uh, ratings, man. Uh, any, any, any last? Well, you actually, to actually, before uh, we
1: actually, I mean, any, anything that you didn't like about the show? Because outside um, of Killer the Butcher, I mean, it's. Um, I mean, for myself, yeah. I think the pacing think
0: fucks. Uh, the, the pacing is yeah, weird. Pacing and... is real, but because it, it may have been great for its day, it might have been a fast-paced show for its day. But today, um, and my sensibilities now, it's it's really slow in the beginning. The first arc is super super slow pace it picks up the pace in the second arc i've got to say but that first part is it's not a slog it's just that it, it takes some time to get to and i could have done without all the monster of the week but again that's the product right. of the next day. I, I guess i've grown a little past that and uh, i've seen a lot of super robot shows where they're able to subvert that whole trope so this is early days so i'm not going to really knock the show all that badly for it but th- those are maybe some of my uh my my uh critiques right
1: there yeah I'd, I'd have to say that would be yeah that's that's the big thing the monster of the week mm-hmm. um there are some episodes especially uh kind of in the middle part that are animated pretty atrociously oh yeah uh so <laughs> i mean you know not to be too much on that and then of course yeah it, it's 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 really a typical um uh, super robot thing you know show at the beginning but um it, it definitely it changed but yeah the tonal shift is it's a little jarring yeah um because it could have been done in a little bit more um you know uh, organic way but it just uh it's yeah. you that's got, it
0: you got grim dark on one side and you got a really happy bouncy show on the other side and it doesn't always blend but, uh, I've seen other shows do it a little bit better, but, uh, if anything, again, it's Tomino workshopping, um, the kind of director and storyteller that he's going to be throughout the years, and this is definitely, you you can see the DNA and what he would do later on in this show. Um, or, or Battler Dunbine, um, Ideon, those shows, uh, by far benefited from this show being made first. Even though this show, I guess, wasn't a success, being that it ran 23 episodes. I don't know if that was the intended run. Most of the shows back then averaged about 50. So I don't know if, uh, this show was lacking in the ratings or not. But, uh, if anything, it, it 23 episodes is an odd number to end on. So I, I'm, I'm assuming at this point that it wasn't a big success. Yeah. And,
1: and anyway. uh, and, Another issue with me is I I, I think there, I wish there would have been a little bit more with Keiko and Achuda. Yeah. You get a little bit of them, but they actually seem pretty interesting and they're a little bit more level-headed than Capet uh, and, and I mean, yes, he's he's the star because he's in the Zambird and the Zambo, but um, they definitely had their places and it would have been interesting to see a little bit more about why were they so even-keeled? Because... Yeah, Chuda would get a little hot headed at times, but um, you know, Keiko especially. I mean, I almost think in a lot of ways, without her, they probably wouldn't have survived as long as they were. Because he you know, Cape was definitely um you know, definitely the hot head, definitely the hot blooded one on this. Oh, yeah. So um but yeah, it's 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 a pretty interesting way to see where um kind of Tamino's developing kind of the aspects of the real robot even though it's still in a super robot form but you see a lot of the things that we start seeing in some of the other um especially in the real robot um you know in gundam and even some of his other real robot stuff that he oh, did so absolutely kind of reminds me of overman like an early version of overman king gainer a little bit yeah so
0: it's a far more violent <laughs>
1: You said more and violent, yes. But kind of that, that super robot aspect and everything like that, but with maybe the little bit a little bit more real world stuff in it. But um mm-hmm. yeah. Um ratings, what do you think? What what, what, do you, what do you got there?
0: Uh me, I'm I'm probably gonna go uh for this one I will go with three point seven five out of five cratered cities, thanks to nearby cool. uh, Mecha Action. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it. I'll 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 leave the best rating to you because I already know which one you're gonna go with. But go for it, sir.
1: Well, I'd have to say uh, four out of five gym Family deaths. Oh. Um, yeah, because I, I I thought you were gonna say human was... bombs. No,
0: <laughs> I, 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 no, damn it! I should have went with that then. Fuck.
1: <laughs> four out of five human bombs. There oh, you there you go. There you go. Satisfaction. Under underage human bombs. Of course, right. okay. those, child human bombs. Those are the best. <laughs> But yeah i think uh I think I, I counted it last night the the jin family, and I mean even if you want to include killer the butcher, I think it was about eight people, seven or eight people, and then if you want to kill killer the butcher you probably it's about eight or nine so mm-hmm. um I, I definitely there's more in zeta of oh. of care of you know main and supporting characters, but uh yeah this is this is definitely the uh this is definitely the, the genesis of a lot of that. So, so
0: when it comes down to it, out of the, t- what are the Tamina shows we've, uh, we've reviewed so far? We t- we most oh the Gundam ones, all of the Gundam ones we've reviewed, uh, uh that, we've or, 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 Battle battler Dunbine, um, uh, Garzy's wing, uh, uh, L uh, game, L game, uh, and then um, the show, of course. And, um, God dang. Oh yeah. Good.
1: wing, as you mentioned, Jesus Christ. I'll never forget and then, that. Um, yeah. And then uh, what was the, uh, the other one um
0: th- i know right now that leaves us with uh Rydean, um overman king gainer uh was it Z- zabungle as the chats talk about shout outs to zabungle by the way guys uh that's actually a show i'm really interested in checking out um especially since it's more of a lighthearted affair from Tamino. so i'd like to see how that compares because i think right after zabungle he did uh uh or battler dunbine which yeah is cool. we did we did
1: that we did wings of rain yep we did pretty much all the little Oral Battler Dumbine shorts. Yeah, we did, we covered it all. Uh, heavy metal anno game, we did Vifum. Vifum was not uh, though. Oh that's right. He was he was part of it, but he wasn't directing it. Yeah. Um I think that's really it. I'm just kinda scanning Yeah, because we haven't done uh of course the day on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well I don't I, I don't think we've reviewed a day on on the show. We've no, talked we about it, it but yeah. that's definitely something
1: we will cover. I don't think you've ever I I don't think you've seen it. The, the I've never seen it, it's but of,
0: I am I am down to watch it. So uh that's gonna be something. <laughs> that's that's gonna be uh that's gonna be a fun one. Uh but, yeah. yeah. Especially be invoked. Let's go.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Tales of, yeah, that's right. Tails of Bison Toilet. That was anime toilet. Woohoo. Yeah, the good Which we should we, should we should probably uh revive maybe one day one of these years yeah so never seen a day on i think you, you've seen i've you've seen, seen, seen highlights
0: i've seen highlights, seen highlights so i do know what i'm in for but i've never oh, watched yeah. the series in full
1: i've seen Nothing <laughs> I've like seeing a child's head go through the air decapitated I,
0: like. I, remember, I remember this one scene where someone was in the middle of a field and they got fucking beheaded or something i forget what it was it was like at the end of an episode with some girl was killed. Oh, no, the little girl
1: that got decapitated by the bazooka.
0: They no, just, no, no. That was in the movie. But in the show, wasn't there like a, a, a it was a scene at sunset. And I think you showed me the scene, and it was a girl oh, that yeah. was part of the crew, and she either got shot in the head or yeah. um her head exploded, or I don't know what it was, but it wasn't the yeah. little girl with the with the normal suit on. I know that all too well. Lot, lot of
1: headshots in the day on. Uh yeah. It is and that, that that final that final uh fight on the God, what was that thing? The, I'm just trying to remember what that ship was called. Um, started with an S, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that 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 thing's bad. Because I mean, what's you know, uh, way to cap off uh, total destruction when you get um, you watch pregnant woman get shot in the face. Oh, so, um, fudge! Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh no. Oh
1: yeah. That's so, bad. So, uh, bad for but, yeah.
0: Involved. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Mallard says for anime toilet for the two final episodes of Ava
1: <laughs> I like Yazzie's uh, Prince of Dumbness
0: oh my god yo Brian Shea says nothing like seeing our hero and his love it's his bloody head flying right in front of him yeah their head flew that's the one that's the scene yeah after yeah. she gets hit by an explosion that's it Brian you nailed yeah. it you fucking nailed it that's the shit that you showed me Neil and it fucking fucked me up <laughs> Jesus awesome. that is Maybe one day, people. Maybe one day. Oh, so, um, oh my god! But well, yo, that's what's happy to help. He says, <laughs> "Good times." But yeah, man. Uh, yeah, so that's our review of uh, of Zenbot Three, man. Hope you guys, if you haven't seen it, man, please do. Long up. time coming. Yeah, long absolutely. time coming.
1: Because uh, God, we, I know we, I know early on, and we've we've mentioned it. And I think even when I when I was watching it, yeah. <laughs> I mentioned it quite a few times. in – um. In, in some of the old shows cause
0: uh, cause, uh, yeah, it's pretty shocking. I know. Um, I know when we were discussing as to what we we're going to topic, uh, tackle for this year, uh, you and I wanted to, to, to go into something that was just way off the beaten path. And, uh, I'm glad that you suggested this man. Cause, uh, this is definitely something I wanted to be. I've been wanting to dig back into crates for like a really old anime show for a while, and it's nice to dive into the '70s. Not all, not a lot of people will dive into the '70s or the '60s for anime anymore, but you know we kind of were raised in the '80s where we got to see a lot of uh, animes from that time. So us going back that far is not that big of a deal. Well, and I also
1: but, think that I, I mean you, you got to look about who were uh, the director we're talking about too. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Tomino is responsible for one of the biggest anime franchises ever in japan Mm -hmm. gundam and but you 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 have a situation here where you know yes he changed everything with real robot with gundam but you can see that he was testing all this stuff out in previous shows yeah and that had the super because i mean as much as mobile suit gundam's real robot it's still got a lot of super robot things in it i mean god the the Gundam's red, red, yellow, and blue. I mean, come on. Why would you have a military vehicle look like that? The white face is white. I mean, come on. <laughs> you have all the things like the G-Bull and the gun parry. And, I mean, all that. All that silly stuff. But, um, I mean, even, even the gun cannons. Why are they bright red? I mean, it makes absolutely no sense. But uh, it, it, it makes sense. And I, I think... Um, you know, and, and there are especially in the robot in the in the mecha genre, there's there's a lot of good stuff from those from that time because uh as we're seeing with new Mazenkaiser and, and things like that, I mean um you know, that stuff's coming back. So
0: Yeah, it is. It is, man. Uh and it's 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 good to go back to the classics and uh see where a lot of things um, got their start. So, um, th- watching this has kind of just refreshed me in, uh, mecha anime in general. And it's not often that we dive into super robot shows. So, uh, if anything, we, we pretty much, are be, be more. We're looking to change that. So, uh, if anything, we'll be, uh, we'll be diving into more shows like this, old and new. So, uh, be on the lookout for that. and We'll mm-hmm. keep you guys posted as to what's popping. Because, like
1: we said, the boot is gone. The big oppressive. Oh,
0: my God. the boot <laughs> is it.
1: gone. We are free. <laughs> We are free.
0: We just got yeah. weighed down by a lot of shit that was coming out. Yes last year was a uh, banner oh, yeah. year for mecha anime, and so is the last couple of years. So we got caught up on the new and never really got the chance to go back and take the old. So this is not this is not on Chris in any fun any 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 no. any ima- imagination. Chris would have probably loved well, to, and, to and, have and watched this what? with us and reviewed this with us. And guess what? Mm-hmm. The old's always gonna be there. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the old's always gonna be there waiting so yeah, yeah so if, he's there. if Chris was on this episode I'm sure he would have been delighted to talk about this shit by far so uh yeah. that's what's up but um shout out to chris and also shout out to mhq.net. if you guys have never been there before make sure you go to mhq.net. that's the mecha and anime headquarters uh that uh, you can find it uh there and uh there's a lot of great line art a lot of great information on your favorite mobile suits uh, and a lot of uh great reviews on mecha anime shows much like the one we talked about i'm not sure if uh this is up there or not but um i have to dive and find out. But they have a lot of great reviews of mecha anime shows that you can find right there at mahq.net. Also, check out mechatalk.net. That's the, mecha, uh, that's the forums for mahq.net. You can go there and join the conversation, register, and uh, become part of it. Uh, Facebook.com slash group slash mahq1 is where you can find the Facebook group for mhq. And uh, thanks for following us on Twitter at GundammitMHQ and at mahq.net. Make sure to also check out our website, which is Gundam.net, where you can find episodes posted uh, and download episodes as well. Find us on iTunes by searching for Gundam, also. And uh, also want to give big props to uh, the cats over on uh, Shin Station Europe. Go to slash Shin Station Europe and favorite there because they do commentaries on anime on Saturdays at 4 30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check them out, man. Also follow them on Twitter at uh, Shin Station EU as well. And um, other than that, uh, Neo. Oh, there, Take it to, uh, feel free to to close out the episode, sir.
1: Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, new year, mm-hmm. new 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 way of doing the show, new staff. No, not really. Just just one down. And uh, but yeah, thanks for uh, uh, you know joining us on episode 194 here. And I guess we're going to be going back to the the live stream. Of these episodes yeah, as much as possible but mm-hmm. if you miss them though you'll still be able to get them in all the other I, there's an archive on YouTube and I think you'll you put these up on um, uh, iTunes and stuff too don't you
0: yeah yeah. This, uh, I've already uh, recorded the uh, the audio version as well so the audio version of this will be on iTunes as well if you are listening to the audio version and you want to run back say for instance our commentary on the Pacific Rim video you just need to head over to youtube.com slash Gundam MAHQ. That's where you can find all the uh, episodes that we live stream. They're right there. So definitely check that out. Also, I want to let you guys know uh, after the stream is over, around midnight, I'll be streaming from uh, twitch.tv slash fighters and youtube.com slash shinjuku station. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighters is coming out tonight. And ah. I'm going fucking in. So I, I please, by all means, join me over on uh, those channels over on Fighters Ready on Twitch and shinjuku station on youtube you're more than welcome to come the, on the out.
1: game you don't get ganged up on right? oh
0: my god i was i was talking shit during the last ex versus uh telling people it's like look Uh-oh. come find me in dragon ball fighters I, oh. I love to talk shit and y'all love to say oh man super you suck at this game or they just love to target me and it's like well come target me in dragon ball fighters come see me come see me man come see me bro I'm man ready. uh it, it is it go- He's fired up. <laughs> we're going live at midnight Eastern Standard Time. So please come on out and rock it with me, man. And thank you very much to go in. So make sure to follow this channel on YouTube, by the way, youtube.com mm-hmm. slash Gundam hq if you guys want to be alerted to it. anytime we're going to be doing streams. And I uh, thank you for doing so, man. Back to you, Neil. All
1: right. Well, thank you, everybody, for uh joining us for the first episode of 2018. And we should be able to do this in probably two weeks again. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just hit us up on all this, the media that Solbro said. And uh, if you have any questions in the meantime, just uh, shout out. Give us an email or, or whatever. So we are out of here. Peace. <laughs>
0: Gundam. at MAHQ is a Shinjuku station and MAHQ.net joint.